This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. True community, wherever you are. We live in a kind of weird world, don't we? We are so connected with the advances of technology, and we are so disconnected, living such busy lives that we rarely pause to just be with each other anymore. I confess, I struggle with this. I want community. I long for it. But I also don't always know what to do or say when I'm with a group in person. I want to belong, but I don't often feel like I do. I want to especially connect with other believers and be a part of our Lord's living, breathing church. But this living, breathing church is so fractured in so many ways. There is so much attention put on so many differences. And yet, and yet we are still the church, the body of Christ. We are part of something miraculous. We, when we're brave enough and vulnerable enough, can live that community out in some pretty astounding ways. I've heard a lot of disparaging comments over the years about screens and technologies and how it's disconnecting us. And all of that can certainly be true. But technology has also given us ways to connect with people far away, which I love. My best friend lives a thousand miles from me. And thanks to tech, we can message each other a dozen times a day. We send each other video messages. We can video chat live. That is amazing. Thanks to technology, I can talk to other writers on a daily basis, even though there are no other Christian fiction writers that I know of in my hometown. Thanks to tech, I can connect with other homeschooling moms daily, other diabetic moms, other people doing the same exercise program. That matters. But having the ability to do it doesn't mean I'm doing it well right? Back when 2021 was a new year, my husband and I ran an online group focused around Dream Big by Bob Goff. We met once a week via Zoom and had some great conversations about what our big God-given dreams are. One of the exercises in that program is to literally make a list of your dreams, your old dreams, your crazy dreams, your new dreams, and your maybe someday dreams. No holds barred. Just make a list of everything you once entertained, of things you'll probably never do, but which caught your imagination for a week or two once, of the things you long for, but which seem really out there. Then you sift them through the lens of what will bring glory to God, of what will last, and of what you actually want to be your legacy. One of the things on my list was to be part of building a true community of believers. I have tried it before with email lists, and I've been a part of a few that went strong for a while and then trickled down to nothing. I've been part of plenty that seemed to be going strong, but in which I never really fit well. So this was a dream I pretty much knew was beyond my control. I can do what I can, but ultimately, whether a random group becomes a true community isn't up to one person. It's up to the members and, of course, to God. So last January, I launched Patrons and Peers. I launched it with a dream, a hope, and little more. I didn't know if it would work. I didn't know if anyone would even join. 
And if they did join, I didn't know if they'd actually take me up on my invitation to share their hearts and their dreams and their struggles. I just knew that I wanted it to be about us, not me. I wanted this group to be something that supported not only me, but the members. Would it do that? I had no idea. At this point, we are 10 months in, and I am astounded weekly at what God and these women have made this group into. I wanted to reflect on it here today because for the last little while, we've been talking a lot within the group about encouragement. What does it mean to be an encourager or an exhorter? How do these things combine and overlap? We have some amazing encouragers and exhorters in this group. Ladies with experience who offer their wisdom and love to the young moms. The young moms full of life and vibrancy and a whole lot of day-to-day challenges. We have ladies dealing with health issues. Ladies caretaking their husbands. Ladies battling cancer. Each one has bared their heart to this group. Each one has offered their struggles and their joys and their dreams. Each one comes to the email list or the video chat app with their prayer needs and their thoughts from their weekly reading and study. Each one offers exactly what is needed for true community. Themselves. Open and vulnerable. Conscientious about what the other members need, but not afraid to share their own needs. One night, one of the ladies got onto the video app and said how she joined to be an encouragement to me, but she wasn't sure she was doing that. What, she asked, could she do to serve me better? What do I expect of her? This question nearly brought me to tears, and I was quick to answer. She is one of the voices of encouragement and exhortation, of transparency and vulnerability. She's one of the ladies who lives with such faith and joy in the midst of such trials that I am inspired every day to chase after God like she's doing. She's one of those women who cheers on the younger ones and offers her wisdom and insight. So what do I expect? I expected nothing, but I dreamed of exactly what she and the others have given. Friendship, but more than that, sisterhood. This group has somehow, through their openness and love of God, become a family, a true community, one always seeking to build up the others. This, I told her, this is exactly what I hoped for and exactly what you give. This particular lady also told us that she doesn't often share her insights and thoughts about faith and life with others like she does with us. And I get that. It is hard sometimes to be so vulnerable with people you see in person regularly. It's different when it's people you don't have to interact with face to face every day. But oh, how privileged we all felt to realize we're not only receiving something rare and precious, we're also giving her an outlet for using her God-given gifts. So this is not a commercial for patrons and peers, though I do want to provide regular updates to introduce the group to newcomers. What it is, though, is a praise report. It is my soul crying out in gratitude for God for creating this amazing community. It's me reflecting on what has made us into a true community and realizing where I have failed at that in the past. Maybe not all communities have the same characteristics, but I have to think that among believers, what makes them work may come down to these three things. First, vulnerability. We need to be open and honest about ourselves, our hearts, our joys, and our struggles. 
Second, conscientious love. We need to always be considering the others in the group and what they need. And finally, dedication. First to God and what he asks of us in the group, and then to each other, praying for each other and checking in regularly. Now, I am by no means a community building expert. (laughs) I'm honestly not always even a great community member, but I am someone who is trying, trying to learn what it is that makes true community so that I can live it out. And I am so, so blessed to now be surrounded by the love and wisdom and insight of other like-hearted women on a daily basis. Women who have led each other into their hearts and lives. Women who recognize that God has built something amazing here and has knitted our hearts together. It is a joy and an honor to be a part of that. And one of those big dreams come true. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by Bookish Tees and Totes, bringing you t-shirt and tote bags for book lovers created by book lovers. Check out bookishteesandtotes.com to see our latest designs. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv podcast for other shows I know you'll love.